Digify Africa and Flash Conversations. Good afternoon, hello, hi, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Digify Africa Unplugged Conversations. Today, we're looking at bridging the digital divide to bolster township innovation, part two. Now, this is part of a series that is exploring digital solutions that can help build the township and rural digital economies. Today, I'm joined by Lorna Mlonzi, an entrepreneur based in Cape Town who has built an internet service provider called Sky Internet for townships in the city. Good afternoon, Lorna. How are you doing? Afternoon, I'm doing great. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for joining us um, today. Listen, I am interested because I haven't obviously come across any kind of innovation that's similar to what you're doing. Um, I'm interested in what really sparked, um, you know, this idea to bring this kind of project to life. Um, you know, everyone talks about fourth industrial revolution. Everyone talks about um, all of these nice to have things, crypto, digital payments, but nobody's really focusing on the infrastructure and, and how to enable um, previously underserviced disadvantaged communities like townships and rural areas. We seem to have forget, forgotten how to first create and, and, and create a foundation in order for these services to be beneficial to everyone across the country. And for me, what inspired me is, you know, we, there has to be some form of foundation set before we can say, okay, we are now going towards a fully digital um, sort of business environment as well as work and, 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 and school, you know, educational digital skills. Um, and that, what, that is literally what inspired me to start Sky Internet SA. Mm-hmm. I like that you also, you know, take a step back and, and, and also sort of spotlight the fact that we're having a conversation that's quite fast tracked. And often when we have conversations like that, certain people get missed um, and certain opportunities don't penetrate certain communities. And I think especially with the with with, you know, digital economies and digital penetration within our rural areas and townships, specifically here in South Africa, there's still a lot that still needs to be done as far as the digital yeah. divide. I'm interested in finding out from you, actually, um, what do you think as, as far as policy um, and as far as maybe we can even extend it to um, service delivery around, you know, digital infrastructure, what conversations are not happening that should be happening as far as that? I think inclusion would be the most important thing because we, we, we tend to not want to include the people within the community in the development of the community itself. You know, we, we get a, a certain group of people um, probably have never been in a township, have never lived in a township, who have these numerous ideas on how they can solve problems in the townships. So for me, it's like you want to solve a problem of a place you have no experience and do not want to include the person that is from this area in solving this problem. It's a big problem on its own, right? So inclusion is very important um, so that people can start understanding um, from a long-term aspect, how can they protect the infrastructure and make sure we don't find ourselves at this position now? Because right now we need to go back and look at the telecom infrastructure that has been there for 10, 20 years. It will never sustain 
the delivery of reliable and quality internet in the township like it did back in the day because the data consumption right now and the demands of um, of data within the township is, is quite high compared to 10, 20 years ago. So inclusion and um, I think also the most important thing is creating the right awareness around the different types of digital solutions um, within our African communities. That's very important because right now we talk digital this, digital that, digital transformation. And a lot of people get confused around, okay, if, if, if digital transformation for a country or a place in South Africa and digital transformation for a, a Western African country or a rural area there is completely different. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, uh. So, so we don't tend to look at also the different cultures within the different areas and how can we combat um, the problems that are there based on the culture and including the people within because the, we, we, we like to talk about problems around our areas and a lot of the problem solvers, unfortunately, are not even the people experiencing the problems. So a lot of the solutions that we, we, we channel to our areas are becoming commercial solution than impact-driven solutions. I like that. And you mentioned something about operating from a lived experience perspective because that essentially um, allows for the solution to be much more effective. I'm interested in finding out, um, you know, obviously I know Sky Internet has been in the making for four years. Could you maybe then tell us about your findings on lower income households needs where access to the internet is concerned? So uh, like, like it's, it's in awareness, in lower income homes is still lacking an information about the internet and its benefits. Like there are dualities to everything. The same thing with the internet, you know, Sky Internet is coming out there and saying, we want to bridge the gap. We want to connect the disconnected, but you know, there are risks with getting people onto the internet, things like cyber attacks. How do we then combat those things? How do we educate people about the different measures that they can take for device protection, cybersecurity solutions, um, et cetera, et cetera. So a, a, a solution that works, number one, because a lot of the times you find that service providers, I'm gonna be straight up service providers go to the township because they know there's lack of awareness and lack of information and they go out and rape the market and bottleneck people on the same line, you know? And then because there is no other alternative, people tend to get stuck with that service providers because you rather wanna have internet access two days a month than nothing at all. You know, so that for me is like because you're not providing a quality and reliable internet access. And because this is a lower income home and the information and awareness about internet access solution and um, unkept data, the prepaid pricing structure and all of those things, they don't have much information around that um, has been for me like not cool, you know. And yeah. um, like, if you look at the history of internet access in townships, we've never had a service provider coming to a township and saying, okay, um, we understand how critical it is for people to have Wi-Fi. It's becoming like a utility service. Here's an unkept solution. It's going to cost you this amount per month. With this solution, you can literally enable your home and become a fully um, automated home with the basic infrastructure of this internet access solution. You know, we always come to a township and say like, no, 
affordability is a thing. So we want to make sure that they afford and they come with all these prepaid structured models. And for me, it's like, how do you know if an educational program is going to be sufficient on a two gig data? You know, uh, you rather you rather want to say, okay, how do I afford a seven ninety nine line to be able to not be capped on data, rather than saying I'm going to buy hundred rands data every day? Do you understand? That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So for me, I feel like those are psychological games that service providers have been playing with the townships because of the lack of awareness. So we said the prepaid, stru prepaid structure pricing works. People are, are more um, happy to buy one gig, two gig here based on a prehistoric data that is not even valid because there's never been a time where people are getting uncapped data per month for a set amount. I like that because it also then makes us think about how does access look in these spaces? Because I think often when we talk about inclusivity and accessibility, as you mentioned, um, it's usually commercialized and it's very, um, what's the word? It's, it's not effective. Um, so yes, it's sort of, it's more top or, 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 or um, it's a more surface level and doesn't really speak to the actual issues that are happening in those uh, um, communities. Yeah. And speaking of communities, yeah, go ahead. We're not saying that um, businesses should not be commercial. Um, otherwise, it defeats the purpose of a private entity. Um, yeah. What we're saying is, you know, think about the customer. You know, you want to serve the customer. You want to serve the client rather than taking advantage and be like, okay, they don't really understand um so we rather want to have them spend 1500 on prepaid data than having them spend 7.99 and be uncapped and then utilize other funds to take other services that can help their lives um become better because i can tell you now if we take an area for instance like um grassy park in cape town where it's it's a high crime community imagine if grassy park was fully connected and we could enable um, a security camera system in the key streets that alert the community leaders within that community to start working together and combating um, the crime around the area. You know, now they can get alerts during the night to say, this is what's happening. They all have a, a, a community um, channel that they link to because they are connected. They don't have to think if whether they've got data or not. Um, you know, you can you can get to understand what is happening around your community, who's doing what. We will be able to do like youth skills audit and find out how many young boys and girls are in Grassy Park. What are they doing? What are their skills looking like? What are the key components in online educational programs do we need to put in to get these people skilled and prepare them for um, job opportunities? Get them on entrepreneurial mindsets to start thinking about economic development and those kind of things. I like that because I think you just walked us through how an actual authentic approach to a solution can help many different issues um, and can also have this sort of um, connectedness to, to further developing communities. And speaking of communities, you know, off, offline, we were just talking about um, the importance of even organizations similar to the work that um, you know, Sky Internet is doing and to the work that Digify yeah. is doing, the importance of also the connectedness of 
these kind of organizations because essentially if there's a sky internet that's operating in a, in a, in a particular township then there can be a young person that can access a digify pro and can know about a digify pro that exists um, that can offer digital literacy i like that and i want to ask you a conversation around the importance of community as far as organizations that are interested in upskilling um you know the 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 the, the nation and upskilling um communities that have been marginalized in south africa so we, we've got a, a, a sales distribution program where in all the areas that we currently live at, we've got um, commission-based sales agents for now who we provide resources to internet access and the right kind of knowledge to support because what better way to get um, Jabu to assist you with Sky Internet than a Sky Internet agent you don't even know where they're sitting. You know, uh, if Sky Internet is supporting Jabu as a local entrepreneur that you've been seeing doing products and services in the community. Now they're doing internet access. Um, it, it, it makes it easier for you, even when your internet is down, to call Jabu at 6 p.m. than to rather want to call someone where you have no idea where they're sitting in a call center. So we're working with key entrepreneurs from um, all the areas that we are currently live at and moving forward, all the areas that we will be rolling out our services at, um, upskilling them, making sure that they understand how to, um, what is the life cycle of a, of a, a internet subscriber? What are the key um, areas within the business operation that that client goes through? how to support after the internet activation and um, what are the added benefits that they can now start educating, educating this customer around. This is now typically for household clients. And then from a business SME perspective, so what we're doing is we, we're literally going out to all these informal businesses, um, businesses that haven't had a digital presence at all. And then what we're saying, we're saying to them, look, you know, you can start driving extra income um, from the internet. You know, if you're uh, a Bob Andile selling Maguinha, um, you can get a internet access at your um, place. You can get a VoIP line, which is a business number, a zero to one, depending on where you are in the country, um, a, a registered business domain that can then be linked to a website and will attach a pre-built e-commerce platform that literally gives you now the opportunity to start taking online orders, you know, without having to have the technical skills, because we'll take care of that. What we're doing is we're offering you ICT as a service, you know, so mm -hmm. we'll be putting this as, as a complete service and a solution for you to be able to now start driving online sales. You know, and that creates an opportunity now for another entrepreneur who's sitting in the township and thinking, oh, what can I do to innovate? Last mile delivery. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And again, I'm going back to the domino effect that the moment yeah. you create, <laughs> the moment you create something authentic, then there's much more to do um, as far as developing that specific community. I'm interested in the response, um, you know, from some of the communities that um, you are live in, like how has, you know, those communities responded to the, to, to Sky Internet? So there's been, there's been so many um, fly-by-nights in townships. There's been a whole lot of um, um, people coming in, you know, um, providing services and products, which 
the communities don't necessarily need. Um, in the beginning, it was quite challenging because it was very hard for them to accept that one of them can now come back and be competing with the voter cops. You know, they were like, okay, how do we know? How do we know? Because the internet is unseen, right? And until you've put down the installation and the last mile fiber and you get these people to access the internet, then only they start believing, okay, cool. This company can really do this. We've accessed the internet. And you know, with the companies that we work for, with any services that we take, because in order for us to bring internet to the house, there's a lot of things that happen in between right up to the data center and then out to the internet. Um, there's a lot of tier one service providers involved. And these guys, don't, they don't really care who you're working with. If you need to pay a 20,000 to get data traffic from one point to another, then you won't pay. Like they won't give you access until you've paid the 20,000. Even though you say, look, I can do this. I'll get 1,000 people connected to the internet. And then from there, we can start invoicing even things like ICASA licenses, how crazy it is for one to have to have pay so many administrative fees and you haven't even proven the concept of the business model yet, you know? So it's, it's, it's those kind of um, 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 challenges that we encountered first when we launched, but as we keep on having information sessions and these networking sessions around the townships, I think um, um, Gasi Tech Experience was, was one of the many successful um, events that Sky Internet was a part of and involved in, uh, in terms of creating awareness around going back to the basics. You know, people want to do crypto, they want to trade, they want to do all these sorts of things. And I'm thinking to myself, they, you don't even have a quality, reliable, unkept internet to start learning about these things because you're not going to be a billionaire trading stocks, you know. People don't go back and see, okay, these big people that own so much stocks, what were they doing initially? And I always tell entrepreneurs, like, everyone is saying, yeah, I'm this, I'm that. They want to do tenders in construction, plumbing, ICT, providing services, and there's no speciality. And that is where a lot of people fail because you are diversifying your energy instead of focusing on one thing. And then you find yourself not being consistent in any of those things and not being successful in neither one of them because your energy is like diversified in different. So even your body is confused now. Yeah. So speaking of innovation, actually, I wanted to ask you, um, what are some of the emerging tech innovations that are coming out of the townships um, that you are excited about? Uh, right now, Mm -hmm. I think um, because I'm in the telco space, I'm more obviously always excited about how we can unify communications, you know, in Africa, you know, but that is, that is Sky Internet and that is Lona's mission. But I think what the most exciting thing now is seeing how many entrepreneurs that are building online digital tools for integrating other entrepreneurs. I think that is amazing. That is something in Africa that has been missing for us to unify, for us to come together. You know, um, seeing all these different um, platforms where we can come together and, and form membership, share information. I think for me, that is the most important thing because 
what I always tell people is the, the, the most important thing in life is the relationships that you keep, the choices you make within your time here. Literally all of those three things, people, choices and time will bring you everything else. You know, we always focus on money, funding, and they print money every day, you know. Um, so how is it important if they're constantly printing money? You know, if you got the right ideas, you are with the right people there. You know, you can implement your ideas, you can get the right people, talk to people, you know, find how you can scale your business model and how to take that idea and concept um, into implementation, go from a registered company to a small business and scale your business model from there. I like that. A lot to think about, a lot to think about. Before I let you go, Lona, I'm interested yeah. in finding out from you, what can the world learn from Africa when it comes to tech innovation? You know, a lot of the first world countries, because I, I studied so much of the other continents, what do they do and what are the first, well, how did they get to where they are and how can we take that and implement it here? Um, so I've seen so many of them have had structured plans on their growth model in terms of digital solutions and um, connectivity, you know, and in Africa, there is no... I hate to say this, but we don't have a real structure yet, right? We're just trying because we, you know, we've been deprived of so many things. You know, we've, we've relied on other parts of the world coming in and saying, we're going to innovate you guys. And we'll be like, yay, innovation is here. So mm -hmm. for me, if you look at how much we've grown, let's go back to pre-COVID. You take from 2019 to now and how fast digital solutions changed Africa. And look, if you look at Nigeria, look at Kenya right now, coding is part of the curriculum, you know? In, in the space of two or three years, there's been so many changes in um, the governance of internet resources in our country, in our continent, I mean, and there's been so many new things having been implemented, not only from a, a small business support perspective but from a unifying Africa doing business with one another I think there's a very cool company trying to do one African passport I think that is so cool um, so it's, it's those kind of things I think they can learn in terms of it's, it's not about the time really it's just about their intention being intentional about wanting to really transform a people and a community you know, mm -hmm. so, many like people, so many entrepreneurs, so many businesses emerged and they say, okay, now we're tired of the commercial. We're intentional about transformation and um, impact-driven businesses. And we've seen how corporates are now even changing their way of doing business to try and work with entrepreneurs in terms of solving social problems. That's what a, a lot of other people can learn from Africa. And 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 in, in it, it happened. Everything happened in such a a short, you know, short um, period. Well, you heard it here, world. Um, you can learn to be more intentional about transformation. Thank you so much, Lona, for your time. Before I let you go, I'm saying this again. Where yeah. can people get a hold of you? Um, on you know, is Sky is Sky Internet available on um digital yeah. platforms? Um, how does that process work? If I'm based in Kailicha, if I'm based in Google or wherever, how 
do I get a hold of a Sky internet person to come and help me set up? Or even if I want to get in touch with you on um, social media platforms, so give us now, the lowdown on that. So now we've got a 24-7 support center that is assisting in English, Afrikaans, Tosa, and Sutu. And then fortunately, one of our support engineers is from DRC. So should there be any client that wants to speak in French, I think we can do that. Um, so we will literally going to be catering for 11 official languages. And then as we scale to different parts of Africa, we will then also cater support for people to talk within those languages. I think it's very important um, for Sky Internet and myself to now start prioritizing um, the African communication languages and focusing on that more in terms of support. You can reach us on LinkedIn um, by Sky Internet SA. We're on Instagram as Sky Internet SA as well as on Facebook. Um, people can reach us via WhatsApp, which I think is the most simplest, um, 078 uh, 074 5989. We're also accessible to Ayoba doesn't require data, right? So, Could you please repeat that for us? We lost you there for a moment. Available okay. on? on the Ayoba app. If you know oh. the Ayoba Pan African app. Um, powered by MTN. So our website is on the app. Um, you are able to, we are busy integrating the customer portal there so that should you have no connectivity, all you need to have is the Ioba app. You can then access your customer portal, make payments or sign up with no data required on the Ioba app. Well, you heard it here first. So if you want to get in touch with Sky Internet, well, these are the details there. You can just rewind them and play them back and get in touch with them. Um, also, if you're based in Kenya or Nigeria, as you heard, um, moving onward, she's also taking her own advice on intentional transformation. So you guys will be integrated soon. Um, but thank you so much, Luana, for joining me. I think you've also left me with a lot to think about. Again, I think the, the, the running thread is that intentional transformation. I think there's a lot to just think about in terms of how does development look like, especially when we're talking about introducing the digital grid to our townships and rural areas. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me up here. You have yourself a productive week ahead. You too. Thanks. Okay, bye.